0: Welcome to the Power of Prayer podcast. This program is a ministry of All Saints Church in Lakeland, Florida. Each conversation is unique because of the topics and participants who join the Reverend Kathy Hewlin in the discussion. It's our hope that by listening to these testimonies and discussions, your openness to hearing from God in prayer will grow and change the way you love him, yourself and others. Today's Power of Prayer podcast, I am in conversation with Phil Mays and Marty Piotrowski, and recently we had the journey of Holy Week, of having services together, and I thought it would be valuable for us to have conversation. I know I will grow in just hearing about the experiences that you all had, and hopefully our listener audience will also benefit from that. Uh, We currently are in the season of Easter as we are having this conversation, but uh, for me because of the experiences we had during holy week that is making this season of easter more rich for my life and i would imagine that is similar for you all and so again we hope this conversation will just help wherever we are whenever you hear this that it will encourage you and bless you the season of the year so all uh. right First thing, I know our tradition at our church for Palm Sunday would be to go outside between services on Sunday morning and be out at the lake. And so that has a particular feeling and expression uh, with it. And I shared in services um, for preaching that day of just what would it be like if we were in Jerusalem having this experience? So so I started to imagine, you know, just our downtown right next to the church and, and kind of having the sense of being that close to walking towards the temple and, and having that experience. And and so I didn't give you a heads up on that question, y'all, but is that something that resonated with you? Or, or how do you approach your worship of Palm Sunday?
1: Um, our tradition to walk around the lake is so unique. We have such a great location here that lends to doing that. And it means so much to me. I'm so proud to be a part of All Saints, and there are always people around the lake, and I'm sure not all of them know exactly what we're doing. Mm -hmm. Um, But we are a church. We are together as a family, and we are joyful, and we have singing, and we have um, readings. And I I think on any level it would be meaningful to anyone, and it's very meaningful to me. It's a special time i look forward to it thank you marty
0: now i didn't share with you all but on the monday right after that i, I still had the, our experience of being out and celebrating Palm sunday on my mind i had a different motive for bringing me downtown but i thought well while i'm here i'm going to do this so it was in the eight o'clock hour i came to lake mirror decided to just slowly walk around and again, imagine, like, what if this were Jerusalem? What if I were on my way and I could see the temple across the distance and I'm just slowly, you know, on foot making my way over to the temple? And as we know in our location here, we have the Lakeland Police Department that can see over Lake Mirror. And so I just start imagine that that's Antonio Fortress over there. <laughs> so again, I was just trying to be in the In the moment try to live in the scripture in some way and have a different experience of that Um, so that was meaningful for me this year anything you'd like to add phil
2: um i think mental pictures uh in my case uh what because i was i was getting ready um for for good friday and as i was reading the scriptures that there was two things one when we got the chance to visit Jerusalem that I remember, well, there were several things I remember, but two of them left really, um, were still indelible in my mind. One of them was the wailing wall. Mm-hmm. And, and that was such a beautiful thing. And, and I, I have a picture actually, uh, of that. And then the other one was the garden of Gethsemane. Mm-hmm. And there is a, um, and it's a Catholic church, and I think the name of it was Saint John Major, where they actually have the rock where Jesus um, supposedly prayed and wept that last night. But I remember looking at the garden, and it's it's all olive trees, mm-hmm. and olive trees are you know. But that that vision came to mind when uh, because I was reading in my study back on the garden of Gethsemane and what he went through. And I could see in my mind, it was late and I could see the, the, the apostles reclining. They'd had the Passover meal and Jesus went up to commune with his father, which, which brought back the fact that Jesus was in constant communication with the father, Mm -hmm. meaning prayer. Mm -hmm. And, um, I don't know what that means but other than the fact it was very familiar and i could have i could have a visual memory of it mm-hmm. and um and everything that jesus went through that coming week just kind of got a little bit more vivid that that was one of the things from that trip to 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 israel the sea of galilee and you see the all of the different sites, especially in Jerusalem, it gives you a much more um, personal recollection, maybe is the best way to put it.
0: Sure. But a way to live in the text. In the- oh, yeah.
2: yeah so- it it brought, the, brought the text out because mm-hmm. I had something to relate to it. Mm-hmm. I could always visualize and fantasize about it, but mm-hmm. this really, I had something, something to be grounded in. Mm-hmm. And it was, um, it touched me.
0: And so thinking about that location of the garden and being towards the bottom of the hill mm-hmm. and knowing that like the Palm Sunday experience started at the top of the hill as they were, you know, getting the colt, making their way down through that whole procession. I, that's that's what's come alive for me this particular mm-hmm. season. And, um, and then journeying, as I did with the prayer book, that we have a prayer for each day in Holy Week that... Um, you know it helped to just paint the picture and to stay on this day don't get ahead just yet so like a monday and holy week almighty god whose most dear son went not up to joy but first he suffered pain and entered not into glory before he was crucified mercifully grant that we walking in the way of the cross may find it none other than the way of life and peace so you're reminded at the beginning of the week that you've had the joy you're going towards the crucifixion and This day that you're going to walk in the way that, you know, that's a thought meditation for the day Mm -hmm. to frame your prayers. And then uh, Tuesday, the words that really came out to me uh, that it mentions shameful death, that by the passion of your blessed son, you made an instrument of shameful death to be for us the means of life. Grant us so to glory in the cross of Christ that we may gladly suffer shame and loss for the sake of your son, our savior, Jesus Christ. So that my prayer life that day was to reflect on times that I've experienced shame or that I do experience shame and then allow that to be a mechanism for me to see Christ bringing life through that, right? So that you have to experience this low moment to be able to experience where he can take us with that. Um, And then I'm always, I don't know if this particular scripture grabs you, but from Isaiah, um, that from Isaiah 50, verse 7, But the Lord God helps me, therefore I have not been disgraced. Therefore I have set my face like a flint, and I know that I shall not be put to shame. He who vindicates me is near. Um, that face like a flint, that Jesus is just, he's determined, he knows what's before him, and he's going to keep going towards it. Um, so that that gives me resolve and, and confidence for going through Challenges and difficult times. Yeah.
1: I think the the services of that week, um, and especially Monday, Thursday, and Good Friday, give you such a rich background to build to the crucifixion. Which probably there are some denominations, uh, even Christians, that don't have that. Mm. Really, they focus on Chris on. Um, Resurrection Sunday on Easter. And so it's, it, it's so much richer to know what was happening that week. And we have such a, an awesome service on Holy Thursday that um, it's so meaningful and it brings it so starkly to my consciousness that um, this wasn't a picnic. It wasn't a walk in the park. It was a cruel torturous um journey that he knew was coming which sometimes is worse Mm -hmm. what you don't know you know you don't anticipate as much as what you do know and so he knew Mm -hmm. but he also knew the commitment he had made to his father and to us and um we went to uh, our prayer group went to see the movie his only son during that week that tuesday and I have not been to the Holy Land, and so I don't have a reference point for that. But the movie was seemed to be so um, real and so um, depicting what life was like for people back then. And, for, and it was the story of Abraham and Sarah and Isaac, and it was so poignant, and, and life was so hard then, and... But to love Jesus, uh, to love God at that point enough to put your child on an altar to be sacrificed is beyond any commitment that I understand, knowing my children and how much I love them Mm -hmm. and how much I love the Lord. But I praise him. He's not tested me in that way. But I know many people um, who lose children. It's the it's the. It's the hardest grief of their life. And mm-hmm. so to identify with um, God, who is going to lose his uh, son for our sake and Mary, um, the movie also then reverted back at the end to his only son mm-hmm. who was on the cross. And it makes it so real. It's so much richer than just coming to church on Easter Sunday. Mm-hmm and i highly recommend uh i want to go out and just bring people in when we have our <laughs> services they're so meaningful and um they just add such richness to your life
0: yeah so you made reference to unholy thursday and what we do here and uh, so we have a holy Eucharist service um sometimes we also have a seder but not this particular year and there's foot washing that can uh, You can partake in that. Then after that service, um, we will have the stripping of the altar and different churches will do that different ways. But I think what makes it really beautiful here is to see the marble, the white marble underneath when everything else is gone. It's just, it's. it's, Yes. And very striking. Um, so we have that service. And then following that, we have a one hour watch, which over the last few years, we've taken time to help do guided meditations during that time. And and this year in particular was a little bit different. Leading up to it, we had some scripture lessons that we were journeying through uh, primarily through Luke and just taking us from um, the prayer in the garden and getting us all the way to the crucifixion and then his burial. So we kind of do a precursor on good Friday and Saturday. Uh, but father Reed had asked, he said, what if we allowed you to just do some kind of prayer, you know, just guide us openly through that prayer time and, and, So it was still on Thursday night that I was wondering, how is this going to work? I do not know. (laughs) (laughs) But God did. It it worked out very well, I thought. So uh, just trying to live in that moment. And the trip to the Holy Land was very helpful in trying to be there and to be in the garden to start. Um, So thank you for mentioning that already, Phil. That, yes, what would that have been like to have been those disciples with Jesus in that moment to be there?
2: Well, the um, the scriptures for me um, bring out one thing that when when you suggested the, the topics for today was was that how Abraham and and Isaac and on down through the line but Jesus kept it all but even David and Isaiah was extremely prominent they were focused on on God obviously they didn't have the uh, what we have was is the resurrection that's another thing that we kind of take for granted they only had the hope of the resurrection they were told and and it was and and that was something that many of them I know they cling to but then they wanted to know well is it real and then of course they go through all their trials and, but the prophets were always focused. And even David, who well, he was a prophet and a king, but the, the other ones, that's the thing that grabbed me the most is how we look at prayer. And um, I, th- I just had one thought coming over here today, and I pulled over the side of the road to write it down so I wouldn't forget. But would praying mean as much if we took ourselves out of the equation, in other words, how do you look at it? Is it is it all about and and I don't mean this. I just mean usually we pray because we want something, usually, or we're we're asking for help, but it's about me. And like Isaiah though, and even David, he brought his. Um, his supplications and his petitions to the Lord in pure faith, knowing that there was a God and that they could help it. But how many times do we really thank God? Just that's where we go in prayer. Are we, we, is it just that one line of thinking or is there occasions where we praise him and thank him Mm -hmm. and, um, for the beautiful gift he gave us in, um, in Jesus and yeah it it was a rough i you know like we said it wasn't only the resurre- the crucifixion but prior to the resu- <laughs> prior to the resurrection <laughs> the scourging at the pillar was another trial he went through physically that usually people did not survive and it was a horrible beating. So we, you, you know, this was this was this was a whole litany of things: the endurance and the pain and the suffering and everything. But the fact of the matter is, geez, like you said, uh, Isaiah's his face was set like flint. He he was focused on the Father, and his ultimate. Uh, reward was and he knew that but he got there only because of his prayer life
1: mm-hmm.
2: and i don't know that um i will ever experience that depth of uh, spiritual connectedness mm-hmm. i really don't i uh, i've thought about that a lot mm-hmm. i keep trying but um anyway
0: Well, I want to thank you, Phil. So you've mentioned the scourging, and I I know that you brought that out, the Good Friday Mm. meditations. Um, And it it did seem like you had a really rich preparation for what you shared for Good Friday. Like that was a journey for you to to pull that together in your meditation. So that, that just shows forth your prayer life and where your heart had been through that week. So I really value that and appreciate that.
2: Well, thank you. But it, it was exciting, but it was also very emotional for me in parts, especially when I was alone and studying about it, because it was like one thing led to another and I kept bouncing around. I thought, no, I can't. Am I going to do this in eight minutes? You know, <laughs> could you give me a half hour? But the, <laughs> I did cut it down. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying is that it was, and that's the first time that's really happened to me in a long time is to get that um into the subject but i felt a connectedness there that i, I felt the holy spirit was present
1: Amen. and i
2: thank god for that but we but but like you said how am i going to turn this around and do this during the day you know like mm-hmm. when when i you're, you're everything feels pretty good and then you step out into the world and you twist your knee or your car runs out of gas and I don't know, but um, we we have to learn that depth of faith, and that takes—it's just like anything else. Getting to know someone, and the Bible is the first place to start. Mm-hmm.
0: Exercising those muscles,
1: mm-hmm.
2: yes, mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> and
1: that—you know—it's a—it's a dedication, and um, Phil just brought me right to where we know the forty days prior to we call Lent. Mm -hmm. And um, it's a time of reflection, a time of giving something um, special to us um, to do without for the Lord, for a sacrifice. And I've done everything. Uh, But this year, the Holy Spirit brought me to a place of focusing on taking me out of the equation, as Phil has just Some talked about my pride out of it and more of him in me in my life um i i wrestle with pride and i don't mean the kind of pride where i think i'm better than anyone because life has taught me that i am not (laughs) and but but pride in that i think i can help jesus in certain circumstances that i'm okay on my own he can jump in later if i get in trouble and um but that I think I can fix everything for everyone, and it's a curse. It's not a good thing. And so my focus was to allow more of God in my life, to work more, to to for me to trust more, to depend more on His um, his wonderful power and love, and to honor him with that sacrifice because it doesn't come naturally to me. And it is, um, it is something that I, I recognize. And during the time of Lent, um, the Holy Spirit brought so many things to my awareness that no one else knew about. Mm. Um, I didn't share this with anyone except God. And um, so many things came up that I could have taken advantage of, taken care of, fixed um and it's so hard to leave it be and to let God take care of it, but there is this trust and the commitment that He is all powerful and all knowing and always present in our lives. And so, there's no fear, there's no um, recrimination. There is, you know, there are things in my life that I have been embarrassed by or that I have been shameful of that. But I wasn't one of the apostles that fell asleep at the Gordon of Gethsemane. <laughs> I probably would have on a full tummy and in the dark and late. But anyway, that we're all human and that from the beginning, from the Jews wandering, <laughs> we are all human and we all revert back to, um, it's such a rich heritage in the Old Testament that we see Moses is on the mountain getting the Ten Commandments, and he comes down, and they've already sinned. They've already, and they knew he was in the presence of God. And so we fight that battle. I fight that battle every day still. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so, but God gave me encouragement uh, to continue this uh, and to continue to um, just rely on him for what I need. All right.
0: I was thinking of one final question that um, just because of the outset, I was saying that we could take whatever we learn from Holy Week and it takes us into another season. And so let me share for me the I almost feel like on Good Friday, because of what we did on Thursday with a prayer meditation that I had already kind of pulled through some of that and was moving towards resurrection. So I didn't have the same experience of Good Friday as I've done in, other years. Uh, sometimes on Good Friday, I want it to just be like we're in the moment of his death and I need to just be in this really sad place. <laughs> and and so I experienced that, but it was almost like, but I, there's hope. And and then on the other side of Easter Sunday, what I found going into Monday and in the beginning of last week um, was that I was still actually being pulled back into Monday, Thursday, Good Friday, That's it was what I am attributing to a gift from God that I see more than what I saw a year ago. And then it allows me to see more of the suffering of the world and more of what God experiences than I'd ever had before. So, Not trying to say I'm holier than thou or anything, but it was just like, I see more. Like That should be our journey, that we're all trying to understand and see more. And so this was a new thing for me to understand then what it means for Jesus to have sacrificed and been the oblation for us, that Mm -hmm. I can see more of the, the weight of that and more significance of that. So that's been a gift that I've had received this year. I hope that I can then... Understand it keep even it more. Go- That's, keep right. It going. That's right. <laughs> keep it Going. I do too. <laughs> and I, uh, the other day, I was um, uh, with Dietrich Bonhoeffer's Life Together. There's an audiobook version of it. So I was listening to that as I was driving. And it happened to be in chapter one that Bonhoeffer was very um, insistent on being a thankful person. So to your point about mm. Thanksgiving. <clears throat> and so in that chapter, just the significance of doing life together is our journey of sanctification. And don't let anything come out of your mouth that would kind of condemn other people in your church, particularly if you're the shepherd of the flock, that that's not your role to do that. <laughs> and I thought, ooh, ouch, okay. Um, <laughs> let's let's celebrate. Let's be thankful. Um, you know, so because I'm seeing all the hurt and the worry and the anxiety, and that was just helping me. Oh, but let's put that before the Lord. That's the Lord's doing, right? And yes. so let me just help being the encourager, the supporter, the, the person who can listen, be thankful for the opportunities that are before me, and know that God is the one that's able to deal with all the hurt and the worry. That's not my responsibility. Absolutely. So um, that was a helpful framework for me going into this season. Anything else that you all would like to share?
2: Well, cool since you opened this door. Okay. Because <laughs> Bonhoeffer, but um, I found this book about, uh, it's, it's the, the year uh, with John Calvin. It's his, uh, there's, and it, it's a very good daily reading. Um, it has to do with, there's a, there's an Old Testament statement, and then there's more, another reading, and then there's his comment, and then the guy named Joel Beek, Put it together, and he puts meditation. But um, what you were talking about, Bonhoeffer and his thing, and and his book, um, "The Cost of Discipleship," where he talks about cheap grace, and Calvin addressed that. That you know, I don't think he was well. Obviously, he wasn't uh, thinking of Bonhoeffer at the time, but um, it was the same concept in that. Knowing that we have this faith does not preclude us from having trials and tribulations. Mm-hmm. But the joy is the fact that we've stepped beyond that mm-hmm. as, as Christians. We have our hope, if you want to say it. But our hope is not a um, flimsy, whimsical type hope. It is a firm hope based, based on fact. Bonhoeffer talks about it as well as, and that's when it went back to Germany, and 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 got killed for it. But then, but then Calvin was addressing it from the standpoint of, yes, we will be challenged, and it's so it, that hit me because I read it that week, and, and I don't know bon and I thought this sounds just like Bonhoeffer. Mm-hmm. Because of his cheap grace and it's something you had to work through. And uh, but it it was a beautiful sentiment. And I just just one other quick note on that Jesus always walked in the spirit. Now we hear that and everything, but I can't imagine what his physical persona was when people saw him. They had to have picked it up. Mm-hmm. But the highlight of that is when he was with Pilate. And you know Pilate had an ego, and he had pride and arrogance because he was with Rome. When he faced Jesus, who had been scourged and was standing there, which probably was not this, that was quite a contrast. But he said, and when Pilate was questioning him, he said, you know I have the power of life and death over you. And without missing a beat, Jesus said what? He said, you do only because it was given to you from above. And I even now get a chill down my spine because you're looking at a condemned man and he's picturing himself as, you know, looking down on him. And then he says that to him. (laughs) I get emotional just thinking about how Mm -hmm. strong his faith was to know that this is all for naught, Pilate. You'll have your day. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to the Father. And so um, it does give you considerable more strength, but it is a daily struggle Mm -hmm. for me. Mm -hmm. So anyway.
0: Thank you, Phil. Well, let me pray for us. Lord Jesus, thank you for who you are and what you have done for us and what you continue to do for us. And you help Each of us, by the power of the Spirit that you've given us, to um, be able to endure trials and tribulations, to um, sense you walking with us and helping us through the daily journey, and we ask for you to continue to help us with Our prayer life, with our relationship with you, with our relationship of understanding Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and how we can better engage with our life, our spirit life with you, and that you would guide us in how we, um, our emotions, how we relate to people around us, that we could be um, ambassadors for you in such a way that people would see your light and your grace and your mercy and your forgiveness flowing through us thank you for this season of easter that we get to celebrate that we understand a little bit more about your resurrection and the power of that and help us as we continue to meditate upon what you did that last week that holy week and how it can touch our souls and our minds and help us and inspire us for ways to to release Hold of things that we have here on earth and to release them to you. And so that we're wanting just you and you alone. Thank you for the ways that you will respond and answer this prayer and teach us and guide us. And we pray this in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.
2: Very good.